0: All right. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Nate Talks to his friends about Jesus. A happy wintertime. Hopefully you're not freezing your butt off. Dude, I'm hanging out with my boy Tucker again. We're going to do a bonus episode. Hopefully it's good for you. And again, like our intent is just to talk about like just practical, real religion here. Uh, how do we how do we practice spirituality on a day to day? So how are you, Tuck?
1: I'm doing so great. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Makes me happy anytime I get to see Nate's face. Oh, likewise,
0: brother. Likewise. Okay. So here, here's where I want to start today, Tucker. Is, is this idea of some of the things that, that get in the way of spirituality? For me, yes, sin is a real thing, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it's been my own head, man. Um and, and there's a, a guy, both of you, both me and you have studied his name, is Michael Singer. And and he compares our mind to a, a roommate. I don't know if you ever had crazy roommates, like you have nothing but good roommates now with your wife and kids, but
1: I think I probably was the crazy roommate for and they all have stories about me, but
0: oh, man, dude, like I, I went to school to, at Dixie before my mission and I had five roommates who would, I would come home and they were like recording how many times they could say the F word in one sentence. So <laughs> like I come home from BYU one time and my roommate is sitting in the kitchen holding like a pan and his girlfriend is cutting his hair in our kitchen and he's trying to catch it in the pan. Oh my <laughs> God, I don't know what's going on here, man. So like, I, I don't know, like my, my, my brain, I feel like sometimes it is like that crazy roommate. Like I'm trying to, to live a certain way and I don't know, like he, he, he will, there's just this ongoing stream of conversation where like he brings up stuff to make me feel bad or throws out the, the metaphorical dirty dishes or I don't know. I, th- I don't think our George Foreman ever got claimed right there. Like there's just like, <laughs> like metaphorically, my brain is just in overdrive with this constant conversation of judging. And I like this, or I don't like this, or I, I often feel like I'm I'm not able to experience spirituality because my brain is like too busy, like thinking about the past or planning out like the next event in the future or running through scenarios about, Oh, if this happens, then I'll say this, I'll say this witty thing or this clever thing. But I don't know, just just talk to me about our our, our brains a little bit and and what that does to, to kind of get in the way of spirituality.
1: Yeah, you bet. I love how you're talking about this. You even started referring to your brain in the uh third person. Like he he calls me this or he talks about this, he gets. And uh, what you're doing right there is like such a step in an important direction in developing spirituality is starting to come to a realization that our brains are not us, right? Like my thoughts are not me. There are thoughts going in, going on in my head that is a part of me but I am more than my thoughts. I am a spiritual being that is beyond those thoughts. So can I ask you a question, Nate? I would like to hear more uh, about how how have you uh, learned to do that, to like hear your thoughts as if it's your roommate?
0: Right, dude. Like, I I think in some ways, like the past, like the enlightenment Rene descartes i'm not even saying it right like i think therefore i am i think that's a dang lie like and, and coming to realize that has been revolutionary for me like i felt so much growing up that like uh, you'll be judged by your thoughts and i was like oh i better like clamp down on this and control this but like if any of us are normal like sometimes thoughts are just like i, I don't control like so many of them are just unconscious it's not like i'm creating this stream of conversation and so part of it was just to realize dude i'm not consciously creating most of this conversation or even image that comes up and the moment i was able to be like wait a minute this is just happening and to take a step back and i could just see it happening I was, it was it was revolutionary a little bit if that makes sense
1: absolutely i remember exactly where i was like where i was standing when that realization hit me that oh my goodness i am not my thoughts i can remember i was uh, at the bottom of my stairs working on a home improvement project uh listening to a podcast and somebody was describing the spiritual path and all of a sudden it hit me i am not my thoughts and i had kind of an out-of-body experience for a moment with it like what how am i not my thoughts and i started like that it feels to me like a revolutionary moment in um the spiritual path is like feeling a little bit of separation there and then being able to watch uh my thoughts which to be honest i can't do very much of the time i get pulled right into them and yeah
0: you get sucked in
1: right i get sucked into the thoughts and then i don't even know that i'm thinking uh my my attention is so caught up in like you say my egoic mind thinking about the past or the future but those moments when you can step back and watch your thoughts become really really powerful and pivotal i think
0: yeah Just... Yeah. Okay. And, then, and I, I just want to tell any of you who are listening, like we talk about how we are fallen um, and, and we're totally okay with our bodies being fallen. Like you get zits when you're a teenager or right now, like tendonitis in my elbow that lasts forever, even though I don't play tennis or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we give sufficient credit to the fact that the, the brain is part of your physical body and even though it's a masterful tool it still is what we would call part of the the fall right there like um mm-hmm. and, and to be able to give yourself mercy for your thoughts just like you would give yourself mercy for a sprained ankle th- that's been useful for me to to create some separation to 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 recognize it for what it is as a wonderful tool but not my my soul not my essential characteristic there i don't know, yeah. I know- more thoughts on that
1: yeah i think last week when we talked we talked about uh christ and how he overcame temptation um and it says in mosiah that the spirit became subject or sorry the flesh became subject to the spirit right and if we think of the flesh as everything including our minds um everything that developed since physical birth then it's easy to, easier to conceptualize this mind that we have and this ego that we're building um, and this kind of sense of self that we create in the world um, as all coming from part of that flesh. And so the path to follow Jesus is the path to subject that flesh to the spirit and learning how to do that. And man, it, it opens up all kinds of mercy for ourselves. Like you just said, yeah, there's a part of me. There's a spirit that I think our spirits are always yearning to be connected and loving and, and a good influence on others. But sometimes, uh, that's, it flips and the, uh, spirit becomes subject to the flesh and we get pulled into our thoughts and everything like that. And so we're acting out of our fallen nature. Um, but super powerful realization to know that, you know, the flesh is, it's fallen. I can give myself some grace and some compassion uh, because I have that that dual nature there. So let's talk about
0: this though, because I, I think this is huge because um, we're we're talking that you you can transcend in this life. this kind of nonstop stream of of guilt, shame, I like this, I don't like this, judging others, and and just like being stressed all the time, and and you're talking about like subjecting that flesh to the spirit, and and that sounds like, um, for most of us growing up as Latter-day Saints, like a grind, right, like Americans, like we got to do better, like I got to, I just got to meet this, but having talked to you a lot, I know that's not the, the place you're coming from when you're talking about subjecting the, the spirit. So so talk me through that a little bit. Talk us. Oh more.
1: yeah. In fact, that word subjecting that sounds like an authoritative move, doesn't it? Like, I will make my flesh my subject, right? And use some type of power, authority, or uh to like muscle right. the flesh into subjection.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so- um, about that like how have you perceived this instead
1: well really almost the complete opposite of <laughs> our instincts right i think our instincts oh, and our training and our training is to like subject the flesh like discipline ourselves like white knuckle it um until our flesh becomes holy and i don't I don't know that the flesh is going to become holy through like our efforts, right, through subjecting it. And so the opposite way um, is by letting go. Uh, So here's my understanding, and there's even scientific uh, studies that back this up. Our brain has a mode that I think we are all very, very acquainted with. That we might call the achiever mode and uh there's there's dr lisa miller wrote a book called the awakened brain which she talks about the achiever mode being the mode where we are it's a do do go 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 um and our western civilization um which we're all a part of and and even our society today is really good at like firing up this mode of our brain you got to get this thing you got to do this thing you got to achieve the success and if we stop for a second we might each be able to think okay so what is my achiever brain trying to get me to do today or right now Um, and you can probably locate some tasks that you want to accomplish inside of your brain that are maybe even in the background right now while you're listening to this podcast. And that is a super useful mode. It gets things done, right? Now, there is this other mode, uh, which I like to call receiver mode, which uh, our brains can switch into. And I think we've probably all had experiences with it, but maybe didn't realize that our brain had made a switch. It's this mode where uh, you've kind of stopped trying to achieve, um, but you're open, you're noticing things that you don't notice before, you feel uh, you feel receptive, kind of awake to the moment. And this receiver mode, is where spiritual development really seems to accelerate and deepen in my experience. So is that clear enough, Nate, to describe those two different modes? Any questions that come out of that or clarifications?
0: Oh man. Like I was just thinking about stories and part of the problem was even as you're talking, like, I'm like the, the natural tendency that I've practiced is okay. After we have this conversation, I got to get this done and this done, (laughs) Like, it's it's running in the background right here, and I'm like, okay, no, just be here with Tucker. So like, it's it's there with me, man, and it's something I, I'm trying to. Well, I am practicing to to be where I'm at when I'm there. Um, but yeah, no, I felt felt it. I, I felt it in the last minute, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, and that's why we are super good at getting stuff done in our society um that's why we've achieved what we've achieved so it's not that that mode is evil or wrong and we don't want to demonize that achieving that we do we want to for sure appreciate and embrace it and recognize our capacity to do great things because of that but we want to add to it uh, this receiver mode And this receiver mode, getting there, um, we actually will have to learn how to turn off the achiever mode, shift our mind into a new state where we're receptive. And there are a lot of things that can help us do that. There are a lot of meditation techniques that are very helpful. There are a lot of, I mean, we could, this episode could get really long with different uh, little practices that we can do to help us shift into receiver mode. Um, but it involves stopping, slowing down, coming to a place of stillness. Uh, last week we talked about Jesus on the boat with the disciples, right? During the storm when, uh, he was like, peace be still. And the, and everybody else was like, cares thou not that we perish. It's that place in the, in the depths of the lake that's where we enter a uh, receiver mode. Um, what would be most useful to talk about down that path, Nate, since there's so much we could talk about. So um, let's just
0: say this, number one, like when we're in receiver mode, it's not like you're gonna move to the woods and sit there and and do nothing anymore. Like you're, you're still- Although that sounds amazing. Ah. <laughs> um like there's still you're gonna get stuff done, but you're gonna get stuff done in an easier way. Like, C.S. Lewis talks about once you get faith, like um, you're righteous, but you're in a less stressed way. You're obedient in a less stressed way, and it, it's almost like it it flows out of you. Um, for example, like I ran during high school. I was the the backup sub at state. And I was never supposed to run because the the guy in front of me was so much faster than me. But right before the the race, he was supposed to run. He like ran a race, set like a new state record. And he's like, you got to go. And I was just planning on flirting with girls the whole weekend. So I (laughs) prepared. And so like I I was trying so hard to not let my team down and I choked. It It was bad. Like it was probably one of my slowest races of the season. At the state, right? Everybody watching. My coach basically was like, "Let me know next time you're going to choke so bad, and I'll have somebody else do it." Like it was cold. Wow. Yeah. The more I tried, the worse I got. Right? Like, and, and we see this all the time in sports where we we try so hard and we choke. And I think it, the same thing happens with our minds, with our relationships. The more we we try, that the more it, we we kind of choke, we snap, we get stressed. But on the opposite, there's the, this state of connection with spirituality and with God. Uh, we would call it flow or the zone in sports where it's thoughtless, but but connected. And in that space of stillness, then we're able to, to move in the world and see things differently and see people differently. So what I would say, like, if you have any thoughts, maybe even like just one thought, um for going through this next week going through the thanksgiving break dealing with your crazy i don't know relatives in some way like how can we how can we come from a state of flow stillness or receiver mode like you're talking in crazy relative thanksgiving or or just like well what's the one thing that comes to your mind right here cuz like you said there's a lot and maybe we do those on a future one but like what comes to mind right now
1: yeah, great question. Uh, you describe that state of flow so beautifully. Um I play the piano and I experience that sometimes when I'm in performance mode, where oh, I, I can't make any mistakes. And I try to focus on not making mistakes. That's achiever mode, right? And I make way more mistakes when I do that than when I let go and try to feel the music flow through me and I try to be. Like I try to express the message of the music or let the message of the music express itself through me rather than trying to perform the piece. And you maybe, maybe you can hear in all of this, like once our egoic mind gets a hold of this and is like, we've got to perform to this level so that we don't let others down. So I'm not seen this way. So I'm, once that ego gets involved, it's achiever mode uh and it's nonstop and it's hard to get out of. So clicking out of that, uh if it was a click, that would be nice if it was that easy, right? But like, yeah, if we could just get into the achieve the receiver mode, focuses less on self, more on others. It's more outwardly focused, it's more trust. Um, I mean, the trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths is a great scriptural um, way of saying, place uh, your trust, your focus outside of yourself, beyond yourself. And and things start to flow. Now, how do we do this practically? Here's here's one example. Stop me if I told this last week, I don't remember what we have and haven't talked about, but
0: we've talked about so much outside of this, I won't be able to discern. But there you <laughs>
1: okay, so um, I was at work, I was uh about what to walk into a building, and I was thinking about uh, kind of the inner body, uh. I think we we mentioned the inner body and feeling your inner body last week a little bit and feeling the spirit within. And I was like, you know what? I am going to try to do this next work task that I had. I had to go observe a teacher, give feedback and stuff. I am going to try to do it from spirit, not from just checking off achiever mode tasks. And so uh, I was very aware of kind of the spirit body. I kind of stopped and did a quick slowdown. I was very still and I just felt good in this spirit of peace walking into this building. And I thought to myself, I'm going to stay aware of this spirit of peace within me while I do my work and see if I can do both at the same time. So I walk into the building and the principal walks up to me and we start chatting And he made a comment to me that might have caused me to like have some resistance and contention or something like that. But because my attention was inside my body and with this state of flow and spirit, it's almost like the comment went right through me and I didn't resist it. And I was able to like not get caught up in the the moment of contention and resistance And I kept connecting with this principle and we got to this place of like deep connection in our conversation in like two minutes when we were talking about the goodness of life and connecting on a deep level and the conversation flowed under its own power. And I walked away from this two minute conversation thinking to myself, oh my goodness, in my normal state, I would have caught on to his initial kind of contentious remark it would have got caught in my egoic mind. I would have probably pushed against it. And, and that would have been a not a positive conversation. But because I tried to remain in that place of flow and that state of acceptance and openness and, um, you know, spiritual openness, um, this turned out, a whole, it went down a whole different path. So, once again, I'm trying to describe something spiritual, and it's so elusive, <laughs> uh, language wise. You know what I mean? Right. Tell me what you're taking yeah. from that. Try to translate what I just described in into words that humans can <laughs> understand
0: uh, like so so just I, i'm I'm hearing like you don't have to make this happen. Like God will provide power, spirit, grace, strength. That will flow through us and flow through our interactions as we are open to it. So if, if I were to say one invitation for Thanksgiving, it's just to, to seek to be open to that and see what, what flows out. Trust that God will take care of you and, and don't feel like you have to fix what they're saying. If your uncle says some crazy crap. He's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Just like be in that moment of flow and and see how God has you react and and see how that changes. I I think that would be my experiment for the weekend. I don't, I don't know if that's where you're at or if I'm I'm turning it a little bit.
1: Absolutely, uh, Nate. I think that we can find a place of flow with every individual we come across because we have a shared um, oneness in the level of being, right? So we can, we can find flow with any individual on this planet. I really do believe that. And if we go into conversations, go into, um, situations looking for that flow, uh, it is a, it is an amazing spiritual and bonding and deeply, uh, Transformative experience to find flow with people that we didn't think we could flow with, if that makes sense. Totally. So I totally, think that would totally. be a great practice, something to try.
0: okay yeah, So, so that's what we're we're gonna say uh, for this week uh, on this kind of ad hoc bonus episode here. Like, just just know that that God knows you and loves you and cares for you and, and wants to to send you spirit and grace to to flow through you. It's a real thing. It's a natural state. And and as we've been talking before, what mostly gets in the way of this is is just our our minds. So just seek to just trust and be at peace and let that come through you and to you. And and let us know what happens as you have these conversations. Let us know how it goes with Crazy Uncle, man. (laughs) Like, text us. Um, Just keep us posted.
1: And don't be surprised if after you talk to Crazy Uncle, all of a sudden you're like, I love that guy more than i thought i could love that guy right Right. it's just what happens
0: and it's not something you're doing right it's not achiever mode like you're saying like be open to to greater spirituality and force moving through you here like that that's just the practice right here all right anything
1: else love it thanks so much nate love being with you man
0: uh love being with you all right friends thank you so much see you next